Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, we have a new episode every Monday and Thursday streaming through CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. It's also on the Charisma Plus app. You can go to Audible, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to to tap into the show. We have over 100 episodes now, and I know that uh, we've had some incredible guests and great guests um, that, I'm, that I'm looking forward to recording with that you guys, you're going to want to tap in you know, every Monday and Thursday, or at least you know go back also into the archives, lots of free content, testimonies, you know, prophetic words, you know, theological conversations where you break down the word of God. So many incredible shows for you to glean insight from to strengthen you on your journey. And so make sure to tap into the resources available there. And um, you also grab a copy of my book, Immersed in His Glory, Supernatural Guide to Abiding and Practicing the Presence of God. You can go ahead and get yours on Amazon, which honestly, (laughs) it's all about first love. It's all about immersing yourself in the presence of God, practicing the presence, living from union 24-7, that we have 24-7 access to the presence of God, no more separation and how we can do that. You know, tons of revelation, deep revelation, a lot of word, but also practical guidance and how to do that in your everyday life. And so the reason why I bring that up and I don't always bring that up, but the reason why I bring it up now is because we are in a series called First Love Fire and this is part three. And right now we're going into distractions or things that um, hinder us from first love or remaining in that place of first love. And so today I'm going to be talking about busyness in our lives and distractions. Okay. Um, desiring the work of the Lord over the Lord himself or, you know, focusing on good things, not bad things, but focusing on good things and, you know, the Lord takes the back seat, okay? And there's no reason why, and this is something that I'll just share with you really quick. You know, in Bible school, they would say, you know, Jesus needs to be the most important thing. God is number one. And then right below God is your wife or your husband. And then below that is your children. And it's like this hierarchy of who's the most important in your life. And I always found it to be a little incomplete. I I understand what they're saying and I understand what they're doing. Jesus needs to be more important than our, you know, you know, wife and kids, but then also like our, you know, we can't put our kids over our spouse as well because that gets unhealthy and convoluted. And so at the same time, you know, we do want to, you know, I understand what they're saying because they want to keep Christians balanced and in, in a proper place. But at the same time, it's not Jesus first, spouse second, you know, kids third. And then they would say also the work of the ministry is fourth. And so I just don't believe that God views it that way. I think it's more of a circle. I think it's a circle and you've got your spouse and you've got your kids and you've got the work of the Lord and smack dab in the middle is Jesus. And you know, what's his name? Oh, he's a, fr- a famous um, worshiper, but is that song Jesus, the center of it all. Oh, what's his name? I forgot. He, he sings in front of millions. Oh man, completely forgot. Some of you guys will probably text me or message me and tell me who it is. Um, Houghton, Israel Houghton, Israel Houghton. Ha ha, there it is. Okay, great. He would sing a song, Jesus, the center of it all. And that's exactly what it is. He wants to be in the center of everything. He wants to be in the center of my relationship with my wife, the center of my relationship with my kids. He wants to be the focal point in the center of everything I do for ministry and for others. We need to do all things in him and through him. 
You know, like when I'm enjoying my wife, I'm enjoying Jesus in my wife and I'm enjoying my kids. I'm seeing Christ in my kids and everything I do for them is unto him. And when I'm in ministry, I'm not just doing things for the sake of doing things. It's not just a work or something I could just check off my list of, you know, wow, I did really great today and I must be really pleasing God because of everything I'm doing. No, I'm doing everything unto the Lord. My life is a sacrifice laid down and Jesus is in the center of it all. I'm communing with him as I'm going about my day busy and doing everything that I'm doing. Okay, and so I just I just wanted to start there because you know, there's a lot of good things in our life, and I don't want us to have that mentality. All right, I don't want us to have that hierarchy mentality there. And I do want to read a scripture. I'm going to start off with it's Second Corinthians eleven two to three. This is Second Corinthians eleven two to three, and this is the Apostle Paul saying, "I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy." For I promised you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. And this is again talking about that bridal paradigm, that marriage union with the Lord Jesus Christ as believers. And he's talking about, I am afraid, however, that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may be led astray as well from your simple and pure devotion to Christ. I love that, that we might be led astray or distracted from our simple and pure devotion to Jesus. Okay. And and I don't want that to happen. And that's how we lose our first love because we get led astray like Eve and we lose that awe, that wonder, that simplistic devotion and, and and worshiping him in spirit and truth. And just, just like God, more than anything, I want you more than money, more than fame, more than, more than success, more than a wife or kids more than whatever my desires are, whatever my ambitions are more than anything. God, I want you. It's that, it's that pure. I just can't wait to get in the presence of God. Just like Joshua, he lingered long in the presence of God. It says in Exodus chapter 33 or Moses said, I can't, I won't go into the promised land, Lord, unless your presence goes with me. I don't want an angel. I don't want the supernatural. I want you more than any of that stuff. And how Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, his miracle child, the one that he loved more than anything to obey the voice of God. It's that pure devotion to Jesus, that simplistic devotion to the Lord Jesus, that awe and that wonder that we get so easily lose over time. And, you know, we, we don't just get distracted by evil and sinful things, but we get distracted by good things, by serving the Lord. Even ministry can, can become a distraction. There's so much need in the world. And guess what? This may come as a shock to you, but the Lord is not moved by need or else need would be completely eradicated in the earth. There would be no poverty. There would be no no pain or suffering or evil if he was a Lord is just need based in his compassion. But no, the Lord is moved by faith. When people trust him, cling to him, cleave to him, believe in him, there is a manifestation of everything that is ours and everything that he promised and everything that he died for. And so yo, there's so many things that can be done. There is a harvest field out there, okay? And there are people that are ripe for harvest. There is a lot of work to be done. And when you're involved in a church that is heavily focused on acts of service, and this is all great stuff, by the way, I'm not putting this down, acts of service, serving the community, they're involved in, in, yeah, they got a daycare, they've got a school, they've got an evangelistic ministry, and they're doing missions trips, and they're feeding the homeless, and they're all this different stuff, they got meetings every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Sunday, and it's just like, there's this beautiful organism, which is the church, and people are being ministered to and touch, and there's always something to do. Okay, but at the same time, 
We can be so busy serving the Lord. We can be so busy doing the work of the Lord that we ignore the Lord himself, that we lose our awe and we stop having that undivided focus on him and we stop spending time with him and we just get busy for him. And that's not what God wants. And there's good things, good things in our life that distract us and we could put so many things above him and he could just be sidelined in our lives and we could just get overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed with the responsibilities of life being, you know, a, a man, just talking from my experience, a man who is a, a worker and a provider as well as a minister and has that life as well. And more importantly, I'm a husband and I have kids that need me and I am very, I've got a conviction in my life that my wife and my kids will not be second rate citizens, that I will not be too consumed with work and ministry, that they feel like dad's never home, that, you know, dad cared more about other people and he didn't care about me, he cared more about money, he cared more about work than he cared about me. I will, that will not be my story. That will not be my testimony. And so I've, I've seen it. I've read God's generals. I read those books about how ministers did amazing things in the name of the Lord, but their families hated them or they were estranged from their families. Their families suffered tremendously because of their choices. And I do not believe that is the heart or the will of God. And even if you read Mary and Martha in, in Luke chapter 10, and if you go back to early episodes, like episode five, six, seven, like in that range, I talk about intimacy a lot and I break down scriptures from my book, Immersed in His Glory. And I do talk about Mary and Martha and from time to time I bring them up. But for me, it's great imagery because Martha, she was very logical. She was theological. And John 11, like I shared in my series dealing with hardship a few episodes ago, I talked about how Martha connected with the Lord on a head level while Mary of Bethany connected with the Lord on a heart level. And there's nothing wrong with Mary. That's that's who she was. That's that's where she was at and the Lord's and the Lord met her where she was. But Mary, she had this deep undivided devotion to Christ. It was amazing. She would not let her heart be led astray. And if you read in Luke 10, Martha was consumed consumed with serving the Lord. Jesus was at their house and she was um frantically um running around the kitchen, trying to prepare the meal. She wanted everything to be perfect. She wanted the Lord to be comfortable. She wanted the food to taste just right. She wanted to make sure that Jesus was happy and comfortable. And Mary was just at his feet, listening to his word, gazing into his eyes. And Jesus said that Mary picked the best part or the better part, which is being with him at his feet. Intimacy first overworks. And was Martha wrong? Absolutely not. Martha gets a bad rap for this. But at the end of the day, all she was doing was serving the Lord with her whole heart. She wanted to please him. She wanted to serve him. She wanted to make everything pleasurable and pleasant for him. She wanted to fluff his pillow. She wanted to you know, prepare a feast. She wanted to make sure that it was everything was the way he liked it. And you know, that's a good heart. That's a, that's a wonderful heart. But it did, and Jesus didn't say you chose a bad thing. He didn't say that to Martha. He didn't say you chose a bad thing. He said Mary chose the better thing. And we need to understand that the better thing is time in his presence. The better thing is, you know, gazing into his eyes, heart to heart connection with the Lord Jesus Christ is prioritizing his, his presence over even the works. And, you know, so many people, they obsess over the great commission. Jesus said, go out, preach the gospel, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, heal the sick. You know, if you drink anything deadly, it won't harm you. Cast out devils, all of that. And Jesus did leave us with that mission. But there's so many pastors and preachers that make you feel 
guilty or condemned or awful if you're not out there as an evangelist in the mission field preaching the gospel. We could preach a gospel to, to people around us, our family members and our friends. And yes, we should respond and say, um, and go when Jesus commands us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But we can preach the gospel every day with our words and with our actions. If we're bubbling over with love for God, if our eyes are shining with bright brilliance because we were to spend time with the Lord, then that is a testimony to those around us that we're happy and we're joyful. How come you're so happy? Everyone's sad and in misery because of what's going on. Why are you so happy? Because I've got Jesus because he saved me because he loves me because he forgave me. And you're just passionate about the things of God. That is a testimony that will win over a sinner's heart every single time. Jesus must be our obsession, our prize, our everything. Instead of obsessing over the Great Commission, we need to be all about the God of the Great Commission. And if we spend time in his presence, we will hear his voice and we will live empowered and we will know when he wants us to go and when he wants us to speak and what he wants us to do. We must understand that all fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And we are in a life of distractions, a world of distractions. Talk about Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus, whatever else, uh, movies, you know, our iPhone, we get access to entertainment on demand, obligations, school, church, good things, amazing things in our life. But I remember, you know, when I first got saved, I spent hours and hours in the presence of God and I hardly watched TV. And now it's so easy for me to escape, go home, put on the TV. We could binge series now. We used to have to wait you know, a week until another episode and we have to wait a whole year to get through a season. And now we can go through a season in a day and a half a lot of the time or sometimes a day. It's just like, my God, binging shows. We could just entertain ourselves all day. And is there anything wrong with a lot? our iPhones, Netflix, school, obligations, all these? No, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing evil about those things. And we cannot demonize these things like Gnostics saying, oh, yeah, these things are evil. No, no, it's they're not evil. It's not it's not a knife. If you have a if you have a butcher's knife, okay? That's not evil. It's the person who has it and what they do with it that could make it evil, okay? You could cut a steak and make a meal for somebody or you could kill somebody, okay? It just depends on the person holding that instrument, all right? So, this is important. Your iPhone, social media, okay? That could be used for good or for evil. You could use it to edify and build people up, or you could use it to blast your opinions and argue with everybody who disagrees with you and speak curses over people who disagree with you. I've seen it, and I'm sure you have too. I I, I don't like looking at Facebook or Instagram anymore, honestly, because of all of it. But at the end of the day, like, listen, there's good distractions in our lives, and sometimes we need to fast. And yes, we could fast food. We could fast different things, but we could also fast the things that take so much of our time. We could fast our phones. We could fast Netflix. We could fast, I don't know, um, whatever else in our lives that is distracting us and taking up so much time. Sports, like maybe on the weekend, instead of playing golf all day because you do it every single weekend, maybe take a day and spend it with the Lord. You know, once a week, just hammer out time with God. Put aside in your calendar, in your schedule, time with the Lord. Just what, what you did at first, you know, we just, he was so important. And, you know, fasting, you could fast food. And honestly, I don't want to break down. I could have a whole episode about fasting, but it's to say, Lord, I need food. Food is very important to me for my, for my survival and for my well-being. And I decide not to eat today because I want to focus on what's more important, my spiritual well-being, spiritually feeding myself. It's a, it's an act. It's a prophetic act of saying, I know I need food to live, but more than I need food, I need you and your presence and your word. And fasting does that. But it doesn't have to be food. It, it could be 
the distractions that take away your time and attention from the Lord that you can give up to spend time with him and you will be enriched by that time. And I've met so many missionaries, guys, and this I've seen it firsthand. I've met so many missionaries who are burnt out, so fo- focused on serving God, so fo- focused on serving others that they didn't tend to themselves and their own garden, the garden of their soul, the garden of their heart. It says that in Song of Solomon's, I believe it's chapter one, where it says, like, I, I tended the garden of my brothers, but I did not tend to my own garden. And that could be, that's an issue for us. That is definitely an issue for us, that there's so many people, especially those who are more inclined to serve like Martha and more inclined to give of themselves and be selfless. There's personality traits like that, that they just, they get their value out of serving God and others. And that's great in a lot of ways, but it could get unhealthy where we could just give everything and we could become burnt out. Okay. We can't give another ounce. If we're not focused on ourselves, if we're not focused on doing what we need to have, to have mental, emotional, and spiritual health, like Yes, we need to give of ourselves. We need to live a life poured out like our ministry is called. But at the same time, like, hey, we need to have, we need to be able to breathe in and out. We need to spend time with the Lord and replenish and be refreshed in his presence. And we need to, you know, have alone time if that's what helps you. And, you know, we, we need to, you know, because if we don't receive, how can we give? Jesus said, freely give as you've received. As freely as you've received, freely give. Sorry is what he said. And so how are we going to give if we if we don't receive? We need to make a practice of receiving from the Lord, from the hands of the Lord. We need to be good receivers, not just good givers, because if we keep giving and giving and giving and giving, we're going to have nothing to give, nothing to give, and you're going to burn out, and you're going to pass out, and you're going to not want to serve church anymore. You're going to get offended. You're going to get dry. You're going to be like, this Christian thing's too hard. Yeah, it's hard in your own strength and abilities. Christianity is impossible in your own power and abilities. Christianity is not hard. It's impossible. Okay. We need the power of God. We need his presence surging through our spirits and our, through our veins. We need to have his peace, his joy, his faith, his righteousness flowing through us. And we can only find these things in his presence. And it's not far to get, it's not hard to get into his presence. He is with us. He is in us. He is closer than the air we breathe. So we need to spend time receiving so we can give. And I'm grateful for ministries like Iris Global with Roland and Heidi Baker, Passion and Fire Ministries like Candace and Brian Simmons, Eric Gilmore and Michael Koulianos and Matt Sorger and John Crowder and, you know, the mystics of old like Brother Lawrence and Athanasius and all these beautiful people that talked about the practice of the presence of God, how they continually lived in and from his presence and that was the utmost priority and everything flowed from that place. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. You will hear that time and time again. That is a uh, a coin, uh, a term coined, excuse me, I believe by Heidi Baker in many of her books. And that's something I will continually say. I stole it from her. I don't care. All fruitfulness flows from intimacy. And so this is crucial. I just want to end this by saying you are so special to God. You're so important to God. And there's many bad things we can get distracted by, but we could also get distracted by good things. And the most important thing is simple and pure devotion to Christ, like it says in 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 3, and we will live an empowered life and make an impact in this world if we can get that right, if we can get that right. And so, Lord Jesus, I just thank you right now for your presence, that you are manifesting yourself to the listener right now. And I just pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to immerse the heart, to immerse their heart right now. And I just thank you that Christ and Christ crucified will be the most important thing to them. And I just thank you, Lord, that intimacy, they'll be intimacy driven, not works driven. 
And I just thank you, Heavenly Father, right now that you would guide them down paths of righteousness for your name's sake and that you would light up their path so they would know exactly which way to go and what to do. And I just thank you, Lord, for people that remain in first love, people that burn for you and it never wanes and it never diminishes, it never gets extinguished in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will have another, um, we'll have part four coming up soon in the series, First Love Fire. And so bless you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, strengthened, and awakened to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll talk to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hello, let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope Filled Journey. You'll definitely want to check it out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up this online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, like we all know, uh, full-time jobs, raising four children, and they stepped out in faith and God is honoring them every step of the way. You go to www.thehopevilledjourney.com. It's where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. Their goal is to inspire faith through their product line as well as high quality and all they do and produce, which we know is very, very important. Um, check it out today, thehopefilledjourney.com, and you'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more. And you'll also get $20 off of your purchase if you spend $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. So go to www.thehopefilledjourney.com. You'll get $10 off when you spend $50 or more, and you'll get $20 off if with, with a purchase of $100 or more with promo code AWAKEN. I highly recommend it. It's an incredible store, so make sure to go to thehopefilledjourney.com today.